Hi. Hi. Hi, and welcome to look. Yeah, can I do that again? No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? No, it's already done. You did Th- it. That's it. That's, that's how, it. That's, that's our, our intro. intro. That's our, <laughs> there's no do overs anymore. We write, we write this podcast in ink. <laughs> there's no erasing this shit. Hi, and welcome to. I look- said no. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Look Good for the Boys, a horror gossip podcast. I am Philip. I'm Andy. And we are here to finally... If you are listening to this, it means probably that you've seen Scream 2022, but definitely that Scream 2022 has been made available digitally for home viewing. Now that it is finally on demand, we can finally talk about Scream 2022. And so, on and that I, I, note... I, also, I'm hoping you've seen it, if you're listening. Yeah, because, because if you haven't, we are about to spoil everything about it. Yeah. So you need to, you know, stop this if you haven't seen it. Unless you don't care. I mean, if you like spoilers, some people are weird like Some that. people are fine with some it. Some people love to it's have fine. movies I'm not. Look, them. I'm not going to judge anybody's spoiler fetish. <laughs> you know? If that's your kink, that's your kink. Like, yeah. if that's what does it, fine. Do you're whatever not hurting, gets you You're off. not hurting anyone. Right. Yeah. I mean, unless you're kink is spoiling it for other people then then go fuck yourself yeah then you're a monster yeah but if you just don't mind having things spoiled i'm sure yeah so I'm carry on here we go we're about to spoil it for you carry on carry always get ready to get off what <laughs> like, is that your you know, thing yeah that's i'm gonna start saying that now carry on carry always. yeah that sounds like something ted lasso would say <laughs> you don't watch ted lasso no i do not okay that's fine it's okay i was laughing politely Hoping you wouldn't call me out, but okay. oh, I didn't mean to call you out. It was just now everybody knows I'm that guy. What are we talking about? Ted Lasso. No, before that, Scream twenty. The thing that we're actually talking about on the show, Scream. Okay, so yeah, stop listening if you don't want it spoiled for you, because we're gonna. I mean, this is hot or not alive. We're gonna tell you everybody that dies, and then we're gonna tell you who killed them. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but before we get into that, Andy. Do we want to tell people what we think of this movie? I, if you want to know what I thought of this movie, you have to Venmo me thirty five dollars. <laughs> oh, we're, we're back on this. Are that's we? my. I'm, I'm always back on. Can that. I ask how much money have you made? Zero dollars. <laughs> Literally, no one has Venmoed me thirty five dollars for my opinion on any movies. But this is a standing thing. This is how. Like, I mean, obviously, I already let the cat out of the bag with Halloween Kills, so yeah. that's not money I'm making anytime no. soon. No. But. I'm going to try to play it close to the vest on Scream so that, you know, if you want my full, nuanced, complex, well-thought-out, first-time viewing take, $35 Venmo at Andy Cell. I believe it's at Andy Cell. Okay. Well, then, so we don't want to talk about it. I mean, we can it. still we talk about it. We're I'm just, just not going to go in. I'm not going to go into, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. not going to be, no, I'm going to be hyperbolic about it. I'm going to be like... It's the best movie I've ever seen in my life. Do I mean that? I don't no. know. Venmo me $35 to find out. <laughs> what, what would you like to say to our listeners about Scream 2022 
as a whole. <laughs> I think that's my least favorite Scream movie. Yeah, it's... Okay, in the same way that 2 and 4, Scream 2 and 4, can kind of flip back and forth with each other, depending on the mood I'm in, mm-hmm. I think this and Scream 3 could easily do the same. That's a good way to put it, yeah. I mean, I think it's really easy to shit on Scream 3, and I really don't think we have anything <laughs> no, to add to no. that conversation. And it's pretty obvious, and you would know this if you listen to Hot or Not Live Scream for us, that if pretty much if you were to take Jennifer Jolie, Parker Posey's character, out of Scream 3... That movie rockets to the bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a real, that's a real quick fall. You when you take that pin out. Yeah, yeah. That's the only magnet holding it to the fridge. Let me tell you, there are things I enjoy in Scream Three. Yeah, and it's not just her. She just is the best thing. In she that is movie, the she by a is, long shot. She is hands down the best thing that movie has going. But it's so good that it elevates it and keeps it level with yeah. Scream Twenty Twenty Two. Yeah, but. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I would say that's what keeps it ahead of 2022. I would say there's a lot more I like about Scream 2022 than Scream 3, but I think that there's nothing I love about Scream 2022 like I love Parker Posey. Yeah, the other thing that Scream 3 has the benefit of is lots of years of existing. Yeah. So that we've had time to forgive its sins and soften on it and understand that it's not the movie we wanted it to be, and that's fine. The problem with Scream 2022 is we just saw it. So the frustrations are like really fresh. Yeah. And I could see myself softening on this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Scream 3, when I first saw it, I actually liked it. (laughs) I had fun with it. Scream 3, I saw it in the theater, and I remember everyone else hating it and me being like, eh, I was okay with that. It was fun. And Scream 4, on the other hand, when I first saw it coming out of the theater, I was like, that sucked. Fuck that. Fuck that movie. I hate it. Then the, all the rewatches later, I'm like f- completely 180 on both of them. Like Scream Three, I'm like, no, this is this is b- bad, mm-hmm. largely bad. And Scream Four, I'm like, what was wrong with me? This is kind of brilliant. Yeah, I actually came out of Scream Four feeling how I do about Scream 2022 now. Yeah, where I was like kind of ambivalent about it. I was like, well, it was still a Scream film, and I had a lot of issues with it, but also I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, but I have since again softened on Scream Four a lot more, and I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's like it's it might be again it it swaps places with two for me sometimes that yeah. it might be my favorite of the Scream sequels. And I think a lot of specifics about I'm just gonna call it Scream Five because I'm sick of saying twenty. Yeah, Scream Five. Yeah, it's we we everyone knows what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the specifics about Scream Five are gonna come out as we talk about this. Yeah, you know, in our Screamathon. We forgot to say welcome to the Screamathon. Oh shit. Welcome to the Screamathon. <laughs> welcome to the Screamathon. But I, I think it's as as a summary, it's fair to say that it was a frustrating experience and yeah. disappointing and had a yeah. lot in it that that they could have done better. <laughs> they should have done better. Yeah. They had a lot to work with and they just didn't do a lot with it. It's very yeah, they had so much to work with. Broad strokes, my biggest issue with it is that it tried so hard to make this sort of like next generation cast be to Mm -hmm. matter and it when it succeeded it did such a good job like i really love sam i love tara i love mindy but like it's like they've put so much energy into well specifically sam and and tara that they kind of forgot everybody else yeah and and so it's like the weakest cast of all of them you're trying to bait me into losing my 35 dollars here (laughs) is what you're trying to do i am because i have strong opinions about everything you're saying right now Uh uh-huh 
I would say it's the weakest cast. I, and, uh, I don't know if I agree with that. Really? I think it's a. Str- I think the cast is great. Sorry, I used the wrong word. I think it's the weakest group of characters, specifically victims. I don't know. I don't. I still don't agree with that. Hmm. Interesting. Because so many of the characters in three are so nothing. True. That, you know. Like, okay. Granted, this film does not have a Parker Posey, no. Jennifer Jolie character to elevate it. But I do think that, by and large, all the other characters are better than all of the other characters in Screen 3. Okay, I will Not it. counting the okay. legacy characters, obviously. Yeah, um, they're a side conversation. Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I that's don't... the problem with this movie, too, is it sometimes it thinks they're a side conversation, and sometimes it thinks that they're what we came for. Right. And it can't decide. Yeah. And that's it. That's a preview. That's a preview of what I think. Yeah, I don't want you to lose any money, so I think we can probably just... Continue our scream I just my, my, The price just went down to 30 Oh, shit. That was $5 worth right there. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. I just saved you five bucks. So I think we can probably move on to finish up our Hot or Not Alive by ranking the victims of Scream 5. We got to rank all of, the, all of the victims of Scream 5. Oh, so many victims of Scream 5. Uh, all six. All six. Which, yeah is disappointing. <laughs> I don't mind a low body count, especially for a Scream movie since the first one had such a low body count. Yeah. The original Halloween has a very low body count. Mm-hmm. I don't mind a low body count, but I, you got to be doing something else with it. And, well, and they didn't do the other thing. No. And, and also, I don't mind a low body count, but it also, you kind of have to look at it as a percentage of the people you care about. Yeah. <laughs> This is, oh man, okay, I'm baited. I'm baited. You got me. <laughs> this is one of my biggest fucking complaints right now about horror, especially the hip, cool, somewhat meta horror movies, specifically the meta slashers that people are making. You have to kill the people we care about. Yeah. You fucking absolutely. have to. You have to do it. That's what these movies are. You have to kill some people we care about, you have to break our hearts. You can't only kill people we don't give a shit about or or people that we actively want to see killed. And this has been really driving me crazy because it's number one complaint that I would hear about slasher movies for years when I would defend slasher movies to other horror fans and people going, well, it's always people you don't care about dying. And so you're rooting for the killer the whole time. And I've always said that's bullshit. Right. That's fucking bullshit. Some, okay, sometimes it's not bullshit. Right. But most of the time, if you're really watching these movies... I don't know, as a human being with empathy and a heart, you tend to care about these characters. And sure, you might think the gags are fun to watch and the killer's kind of cool to watch, but like, it does hurt when these characters die in a lot of slasher movies. But now these fucking clever ones, <laughs> these people that are, that are trying to be cute with the shit, they're, they're only killing people you hate or people that you don't know anything about. And this this movie, I think what really bothers me about that aspect of this movie is that so many of the people, like the, the best characters in this movie, all get attacked and conceivably killed mm-hmm. and then survive. And I get, okay, I get that the first Scream kind of did that. Yeah. And, you know, Scream 2 to a degree. But, like, especially the first Scream, like a lot of the characters you thought were dead and then they would be fine. Yeah. But, like, this movie does it with, what, Four of the characters? Oh my God, so many of them. So many of them it does that with. And it's also just like, for our own selfish reasons, we're trying to rank these hot people, <laughs> right? and you're not fucking killing you're any not of the hot people. not giving us any <laughs> hot people to rank. 
yeah, it's frustrating. And I think, yeah, that's enough said about that. I think we can just get into ranking the people who actually do die, yes. which is not very many. Yes. And it's not the people we wish did. Nope. That came out wrong. <laughs> it's not the people we wanted to rank. Yeah. It's not the people we liked. God, so many of them were so great. Yeah. The people who lived. Right. Yeah. And that was mean. I probably should go back and say that, <laughs> that the, when, when I said that there weren't a lot of memorable characters, I really meant that there were not a lot of memorable victims. Yeah, that's okay. Um, that's true. Because there were a lot of great characters in this movie. They mm-hmm. just all survived. Yeah. And it, and it, and it kind of bugs me a little bit. Like kill the people we like, you yeah, know, make it. And they, okay. <laughs> I, I think this movie particularly, they killed two beloved characters. Right. So maybe they felt like, well, we have to kill some of these nobodies. We can't kill all the people that the people like. But I still think that's like, I get that they think that maybe they're trying to, you know, it makes up for it. Right. But that's not how you make up for killing a beloved character. Killing a beloved character is an entirely different thing, like a legacy character. Sorry, let's let's get to the list. Yeah, let's start with the list because we'll get into all of this. So... Right up top, number one, first victim that actually dies oh, is yeah. Vince Schneider, which... <sighs> Fuck him. Yeah. Like, he's, he's a scumbag. Like, he's the bad boy with the... What is he got? A Camaro? And this is... A challenger. I mean, this movie wants us to hate him. Yeah. But I that's what makes me kind of want to like him. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I want to like him because the movie hates him. Because we don't know what's going on with him. I mean, we get very little of him other than that he's kind of stalking, is it Liv? Yeah. Yeah, like Liv hooked up with him. And now oh he's... Oh my God, he's totally uh, John Travolta in Greece. <laughs> yeah, they, they had, had a, a summer, summer fling. They had a summer fling, yeah. And then he's like wanting more, Yeah, you know, and, and she's just like, no, I've moved on. Yeah. The bad boy summer fling. Yeah, but, that's totally what he is. But he is like aggressively a stalker. Like... Yeah, he's not cool. No. No, he sucks. So he's like a closed casket. Yeah, yeah, sure. I was going to say Jay Doe because you don't really know him. Right. Because they do kind of... Okay, I'm right. sorry. They do kind of hint at like... Because you find out he's related to Stu Mocker. Yeah, in what way? He's his nephew? I want to say nephew. Yeah, I think nephew. Which is weird. Like, whatever. All of the forced relations in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of Ugh. them. Jesus. Uh, he's Stu Mocker's nephew, which means he probably didn't have a very easy time growing up, you know? Yeah. And typically guys like him, he doesn't strike me as like the rich boy prick, you know? He strikes me as the like, you know, he grew up kind of a delinquent. There's a soft spot in my heart for those guys. I agree with you. I draw the line at stalking. Oh yeah, for sure. No, (laughs) you're right. I'm like sticking up for this monster. (laughs) You don't know what it was like when he was growing up, man. No, fuck him. Close casket. Yeah. And our next victim, Sheriff Judy Hicks. <sighs> I Judy is an anomaly. <laughs> she really is. Hicks is she's such a weird character on so many levels. Yeah. And they never really gave her her due. No. They introduced her in Scream 4 solely to break up Dewey and Gail's marriage. Right. And to provide, I guess, a red herring. I guess. Sure. She has that one scene with Sydney where it's revealed that they went to high school together and that she's a little oh, weird. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they try to make you think that, oh, is this like a fatal attraction deal? Right. And then in this movie, she's just there to like, 
it's not even a stinger, man. Her death, when you, because it's it's a misdirect with her son, right? Who then we're going to be talking about next anyway, right? It's, it's like just a one-two. It's just like a wasted scene in a lot of ways. I don't know. I did kind of like that. I liked that it was. Broad I liked. Daylight. I liked. I liked the idea of it. I liked that it was broad daylight. I liked where she died. Yeah. That was fucked up. Yeah, like right on her front. Right steps. on her front lawn. Yeah. Um, I didn't so much like her son Wes's death, just because. I mean, I liked the kill itself. The kills in this movie are great. They're pretty brutal. I just didn't like the build up to it. Was weird. Yeah, they were doing stuff. The we've pacing seen was before. awkward. The pacing was off. Yeah, and then it just like suddenly happened, and it's like, yeah. well, okay. It, yeah, it was. It was very awkwardly staged. Yeah, which is weird because I really think the radio silence guys are good at that stuff. Yeah, just not so much in this moment well it was and the screen movies do this kind of misdirect stuff a lot with a, a lot of well things, it's, but yeah it's, it, it was like playing into that but it didn't work it no. was too awkward to and work. it just kind of didn't there it wasn't suspenseful it wasn't it didn't build really it was just kind of a bunch of empty beats almost it, right. i don't know whatever i <laughs> i'm losing you I so think much I got, it's like down to 20 now this is insane <laughs> This sucks. You're hitting me in my wallet, Philip. So sorry. No, literally nobody is ever going to vent my money for my <laughs> opinions on movies. But Look, yeah, Sheriff Hicks. Yeah, so it's weird. I because I want to give her a top drawer. Yeah, she. I want to make her Marley my. Shelton. I want to make her my exception to a cab in the Scream franchise. She's also just such a bumbling cop that like it's hard to see her even as a yeah. cop, let alone a sheriff. Yeah, she's picking up sushi when she dies. Mm-hmm. She's still making lemon bars. She's also got the wine out, though. Oh, like she goes out and drives after drinking. Yeah. Wine. Which, I mean, I can't judge. <laughs> yeah. And also, we don't know how much she's had. Like, yeah. she probably just poured herself a glass. Yeah. She cares about her son. She looks great. Marley Shelton. She does look great. She's And she is She's adorable. doing a good job in the role. It's just, I, I do feel like Hicks, they don't, they didn't know what to do with her in this movie. Mm-hmm. After what they did with her in the last movie. So I kind of, I want to give her a J Doe. Really? Yeah. Oh, this is funny because this rarely happens, but I want to give her top drawer. Oh, wow. This is, this never this happens. I'm always yeah. the, the miser. Yeah. Of the, the two of us with Hot or Not Alive. My thing is, is that A, it's Marley Shelton. Yeah. I think she's adorable. I really do like her quirkiness. And I think that, Especially with part four, when you kind of take her out of like the whole third wheel, kind of like trying to wedge between Gail and Dewey thing. Mm-hmm. Like that piece in particular has always bothered me. Separate from that, I just really, I, I just think it's adorable how seriously she tries to take her job and still manages to be so bumbling. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which is why I just wanted more of her in this movie. Yeah, agreed. Like it was weird to have her just gone and then it's like, okay, so we don't have... The like law enforcement presence in this story at all this time. Yeah, this movie treats it like once two cops die, that means there's no cops <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Yeah, um, well, it's because I think part of it is just because if anybody, if the sheriff lived, the minute Sydney Prescott shows up, they'd be like, "Nope, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, right. get back in your Go car, home. turn the fuck around. <laughs> You're gonna murder. Somebody. You're gonna kill some people." <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want top drawer for Judy. Hennis. I will. I will concede top drawer to okay. her. I get, I, cause I, I relate, I understand the impulse to want to give her top drawer. I see that. I fully appreciate that. Mm-hmm. There's just this nagging voice underneath for me that's like, mm, does she deserve it though? But 
yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, what am I? What am I talking about? What am I talking about? If if she, if she looked at me, <laughs> I'd melt. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so then we have Wes. Wes. Wes is barely a character. It's interesting. They set him up in his introduction scene to be like more of a character. Yeah. Like he's the Johnny Depp in Nightmare on Elm Street. He's yeah. he's the nice guy wannabe boyfriend dude. Well, I think the problem is that's true. And when he's on screen, you notice him. Like he really has yeah. a, mm-hmm. like a good screen presence. Yeah. But they hardly ever put him on screen. He has like two scenes, right? He has a scene outside the school when you first meet the whole group. Well, he has three scenes. Because he has that scene, and then he has the scene in the Meeks' house. Yeah. And then his death scene. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not counting his death oh, scene. okay. Why? He's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has little bits here and there, but like they really don't give him enough to grow or do anything yeah. with it. It's weird because his death scene is one of those scenes that I normally love. Where it's just giving us time to be alone with a character, to watch mm. them being themselves. But the film is too busy, the filmmaking style, stylistically, the choices made are too busy with what's going on around him yeah. to let yeah. him mm-hmm. have space. Yeah. I mean, fuck, Heather Graham had more space to be herself <laughs> in Stab One yeah, you're than right. Wes gets. You're totally right. <laughs> I love him in the first scene he's in. It's the sensitive, I want to be your boyfriend guy. And he's and he's great, mm-hmm. and he's he's pushing back against some of the shittier things. I think he says a couple shitty things himself, but for the most part, you're like, oh, great! I can't wait to get to know more about this character. And then the next scene he's in, he just accuses Dewey of being the killer, and that's basically his entire contribution. Right. And then that's it. He has a little interaction with his mom, and that's about it. And, and honestly, this is my a big gripe I have is that that actually that opening scene where you meet all of the. The teens. It gets you excited to follow them around. It's it's a really well made scene. I I really love all of their contributions. I love how it like introduces us to each of these characters, and then it leaves them for like twenty minutes, and then forgets (laughs) to ever give us anything interesting with them ever again. The only one who gets any time to shine after that, really, besides Tara and Sam, of course, is Mindy, and that's it. Yeah, Mindy's great. I wish Mindy had died. Just so we could talk just amazing she's, like, things about her. It's such an obvious top drawer. Yeah, yeah. Easy. I mean, she would be the toppest drawer of this film. She's so good. But yeah, it, it sets this idea up of who this group is and then forgets to actually keep developing them in any meaningful way. Yeah. So I'm torn with Wes because it is, what, what's his name? Dylan Minnette <laughs> from 13 Reasons oh my God. Why. Yeah. So hot. Yeah. So fucking hot. Yeah. I love the frosted hair oh yeah it's like oh it took me i was like it's it was, i mean 1998 again yeah right with that hair uh-huh. i was just like oh god holy shit i mean i, I, I want to like... put on a hawaiian shirt and listen to some ska music <laughs> i want to go swing dancing also don't breathe yeah yeah uh he's great i, I want to feel... give him a, he gets a shower scene he does get a shower scene. And didn't you make a statement about that, that anybody who gets a shower scene gets a top drawer? Well, I kind of was like, anybody who gets a shower scene gets a, is, a cream, is an automatic cream screen and gets a top drawer. But I think we've also put other people with shower scenes in J-Doe before. We have, for but sure. But Friday the 13th is maybe a special case. Yeah. I feel like any other... Rules don't apply to that one because there's too many shower scenes. <laughs> I feel like, by and large, the general rule is shower scene, top drawer. Okay. So West top drawer. Fuck it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be top 10, but, you know, he's another character that you're just like, man, I want so much more of this guy. Yeah, agreed. Which is, I, I realize it kind of 
maybe no it reinforces i think my whole thing about like you have to kill the people we love in these movies but we didn't make us love west we just do right well and and i wouldn't even say i love west i would say that i was curious about him and then i I was i'm a little bi-curious about west myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it wasn't it wasn't at the level of some of these other victims, you know. Yeah. But le- I mean, let's keep moving on because here's a perfect example. Who the fuck is Who Deputy Farney? Who the fuck Farney? is Deputy Farney? Who is this guy? <laughs> so I, I did some digging around and I found some screenshots from him, and you do get lines from him, but I don't remember him. I remember his. Yeah. I remember seeing his body. I mean, I even looking at the pictures of him, I barely remember him. <laughs> like in the scene, the, the crime scene yeah. outside the Hicks house, he's there for that. And I'm assuming he must have been in at least one other scene when it that involving the cops. Yeah, but there's like two other deputies that we see more than him. Yeah, that don't die. Right. <laughs> that that they the, the film goes out of its way to make us remember them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it give, they have character traits and names that are repeated. This fucking guy. I'm like, I, they show his body, and I'm like, oh, who? Who? Yeah. So I feel like. He's kind of the definition of J. Doe. He is, but I also just want to close his casket because, because he's, a, because he's a cop. Yeah. You pick. You gave me Sheriff Hicks. You get to pick on this one. Close casket. Okay. Fuck All it. All right. Fine. Get out of here. You're ugly, Deputy Farney. No, you're not even ugly because I don't remember you. And now we come to the next 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Of this podcast. Well, this is going to be the rest of my $20, I think. Yeah. Probably right here. Not really. I got. I have so much more I can say about this movie. I and just like... So doing. You don't kill a legacy character this way. Yeah. My problem with Dewey dying is not that Dewey died. No. In fact, I was expecting him to die. Yeah. And this is actually, I will say, a problem with Dewey dying is that when I before I even went into this movie, I was like, if this movie has no balls, the only legacy character they're going to kill is Dewey. Because that's the easy one. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, you throw Hicks in there, but it's just like, I, I, she barely counts. She barely counts. But yeah, of the three of them, killing Dewey is the weakest. It's the, like, the coward's choice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then to do it the way the they The courageous did. choice would be killing Martha Meeks. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah you want to hurt us kill martha kill martha that's that's how you break our fucking hearts i will say that again side note that is still one of my favorite parts of this film oh, she's when they're so all great. like yeah. having their little like film talk meeting who who's the killer and she comes in with snacks and drinks and she's like "Ooh, suspects <laughs> such a fucking martha thing to yeah, say she's great yeah so yeah, it's the obvious choice. It's the easy choice. Yeah. If they had killed him and then killed the other two, I would have been like, okay, yeah. wow, I'm impressed. Yeah, that would have been bold. But, and I don't, again, I don't have a problem with Dewey dying. It's just, you don't kill him that way. His death is useless. This scene, the hospital scene as a whole, I think, is such a great scene in a lot of ways. It's a great buildup. It's the closest this movie ever comes, I think, to like, the level of Wes Craven's, like how he would stage these scenes. Yeah. You know, how, what these scenes meant in Wes Craven's hands. This is the closest it gets to that. The buildup is great. Mm-hmm. I love the stuff with Tara in the wheelchair. Yeah. Like it's, it's like frustrating and yeah. tense. And when she sees the cop with his throat slit, fucking Deputy Farney, whoever, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, fuck. You know, and like it's, it's, 
it's a really good buildup of tension that gets completely dismantled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Just because it takes advantage of suspension of disbelief stuff. You know, it, it does. It, it it's, it's lazy in the same ways that most of the rest of this movie is lazy. In that it, it goes with its first idea mm-hmm. onto what, what the cinematic idea of like, oh, what happens next? What would look cool here? Right. Instead of saying, okay... Now let's try to interrogate that and see if we can find something underneath it. Like we, let's let's jump to the next idea, past this first idea, just with the with the the structure of it and how it moves. You know, mm-hmm. the the elevator thing, nice. the phone thing. It's like these are great ideas. Now think about them when you write this. Right, and it's just not there. In regards to Dewey's death, and I feel like we can move on to actually talking about just Dewey. The whole build up to him, like coming and saving the day and shooting the killer, but then choosing once they get them on the elevator to go back and check to make sure is such a fucking lame and obvious and really stupid in Dewey's case for this character set up to his death. Whereas like it would have been so much more impactful and so much more intense to keep that tension going and have like Dewey never even getting in a shot and just dying when he shows up. You know, like, just have it be a part of that whole build-up to the sequence. I mean, the thing that I think would... I don't want to do the, like, too much of the, like... Well, here's what I would have done here. But the courageous... The interesting choice here would have been having Dewey actually kill the killer. So then we have a killer's identity revealed with another half of the movie still left to go. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's a thing these movies have never fucking done. And how interesting would that make it? Yeah. You know? They think it's over. It would also make the party make more sense. Oh my god! Well, what you do is, um, okay. I'm not doing this. This is this is forty dollars. <laughs> if you want to know how I would have handled the rest of Scream Five after this, listen to our Scream Five episode. Well, no, I'm saying with the pieces <laughs> of this movie, yeah, you can you can do some really interesting, ballsy stuff with everything that the movie has given us up to this point. But then killing Dewey here in that way. It's yeah, it's stupid, it's useless, it's pointless. Like either have him kill the killer or have him have him killed have him get killed saving someone. You know? Have his death mean something. Yeah, it's meaningless. It's here. completely meaningless here. It's so sad. And I mean, one thing I hate about this movie, again, you know me, you know I don't love Dewey the way you love Dewey. I really love Dewey. But this movie really does a disservice to Dewey and not just in the fact that it kills him. Yeah. It really dismantles the uh, legacy of Dewey. It really does. It really does. It really fucks Dewey up. Yeah. <laughs> and it just bums me out. I mean, I feel like we have to put him in top. He's. I mean, he's. Dewey. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. He's. I'm not coming down on him. I, I get. Also, he's not a cop anymore. Yeah, he's not. So I don't have to be all a cab about him. <laughs> but it makes me sad because. Any other film, I'd feel so much better about putting him in top drawer. Yeah, there's one. there's a much more deserving top drawer version of Dewey. Yeah, that could have been in this movie. Like, again, it's also lazy. It's also slapdash. It's like, what what's the cliche here? Oh, he's a drunk. But they don't really do anything with him being an alcoholic. They don't do anything with that. They don't. There's no stakes to it. Right. It's. It's a shame what they do to Dewey, but I still love him. He's still David Arquette. He's still beautiful, and I still just love the character of Dewey. And he has some great lines in this. This whole thing where he's like, I've been stabbed nine times. I got permanent nerve damage. Like, I'm not going. I'm not yeah. doing this again. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, 
I don't entirely hate his presence in the movie. I just feel like it's a bummer how yeah. they chose to bring him in just to usher him out. Yeah. I no, I completely agree with you. Yeah. But he's he's doing. He's top drawer. Okay. So last <laughs> victim is Liv McKenzie. Who? Yeah, right? Who? She is one that like again, her character has a setup in that first yeah. initial scene mm-hmm. and then that is the last time she does anything memorable. She has that bit with Mindy yeah. towards the end where she's like trying to find Chad and she has that back and forth with Mindy but about like being a suspect. That's only great because of how great Mindy is. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I I mean she's so fucking forgettable. Yeah. She's very hot. She is very hot. She's, I love her look. I love her hair. Yeah. I would have written poems about her in high oh, school. Oh, for sure. Easily. Yeah. 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 I would have tried to use her to pretend I'm not gay. <laughs> She's that type of woman. Yeah. <laughs> I would have gone to the same punk shows that she goes to. Just like hoping to like hang out with her. Yeah. But yeah, she's, what this movie know. gives us, I, she's Jado, right? I think so. I think she is, which is a goddamn shame. Yeah, because there's a version of this movie where that character is given more room. Yeah, yeah. That would have put her in top drawer. And yeah. it's just, it's, it's not this movie. Yeah, because again, she's another one of those characters like where most of her stuff is either there to make her a misdirect, right. or a red herring, or to set up that for another character. Like, that's all she's really get. Like, here's the thing. You love Chad, so right. you like her. Yeah, because he likes And her. you like her, but then it's like, what has she got herself? Like, what has she got going on on her own? You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I get it. Your hair is dyed. Cool. And if they had given her the room that <laughs> the first film gives Tatum... She easily could have been a Tatum. She easily. Easily. And can you imagine how much her death would have hurt because it's so abrupt? But... Like, that would have come out of nowhere, and it would have fucking hurt. Yeah. But as yeah. it stands, because you don't give a shit about Liv at this point, you barely you keep forgetting she exists until she comes back on the screen. When she dies, literally your response is, oh, so I guess she's not a killer. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. That's, that's all that it. means to you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is such a shame, because she yeah. could have been so much more. Mm-hmm. But J-Doe. Yeah. It's J-Doe. That's a shame. All right. So, Andy, are we ready to move into the the final round? The top 10? The top 10. Okay, sure. Hottest or not alive of the Scream franchise. Hottest or notest alivest. <laughs> so we've added three people, giving us a total of 17. But wait. Wait. There's more. There's a twist. There is one character on this list of top drawers that we have to take off. Spoiler alert. And she is... You know, every I'm gonna say this. Everybody else on this list is real lucky she's coming off of it. Yeah, because she was she, she was she, gonna hit number one. She, well, I don't know about number one, but she was likely gonna top three easy. Easy. Period. Yeah. Like, it would have been a fight. Yeah. Yeah. So Kirby Reed. Kirby Reed a, still alive. And a little side note in the film Scream Five, we find out that she is still alive. Yeah. A little so, Easter egg. Kirby Reed is off the list. Damn. Which I'm glad. But also, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sad because it means I can't like talk more just about how amazing Kirby is. Because Kirby's the fucking best. But yeah, good for her. Glad she made it. Now give us another scream where she's the final girl. Because that's what we needed. That's what we wanted on this. Yep. You know what they should have done? Kill fucking Sydney and let Kirby come back. 
to be the new new Sydney in the yeah, next film. I agree. We need to be done with the Sydney oh. Gale Dewey thing. Well, we're done. We're with done Dewey with thing. Dewey. I've been done with Sydney and Gale. Yeah. This was the movie, and like you said, if they had had the balls to kill all three of them, wow, I would have been impressed. Yeah. Even yeah. if even with the film exactly as it is, I still would have liked it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do we got for top drawers? We got All right, so we, 16 now. We have 16. Because no more curbs. So I feel like... Kirby got kicked to the curb. Hey. Let's delete that. Yep. Yep. I feel like it's really... It'd be pretty easy right now to just take Sarah Darling off the list. Yeah, I was just... <laughs> I was literally... Uh, when I was looking at this list before we started recording, I was like, well, I know the first one that's coming off. Is Sarah, Sarah Darling. Sarah Darling. Yeah, come on. <laughs> She's gone. Because again, that's another sequence that could have been so memorable in that movie. Because right. the setup for it is with the prop weapons and stuff. It's right. cool. It's yeah. And then they do nothing. And she's fun. And then they do nothing with it. It just doesn't go anywhere. So she's gone. This is gonna be really tough. Mm-hmm. I'm tempted. This is so tough. Do we put Phil and Maureen together? That's a question. Yeah. Cause it's a whole conversation probably, but like when we set up the possibility of having characters that were like a couple together sharing a slot Mm -hmm. it it really did make it (laughs) a problem forever now so that it's always going to be like couple characters like that's my first thought if we don't see them apart from each other if we only see them together like there's this thing it does to you where you're like oh i want them to be together forever because i love them so much i'm gonna make a ruling with this oh gosh an official ruling. Oh, we've God. Only done well, this what if two... I don't like this ruling? Is there an appeals court I can take it there to? There is. It's okay. going to be a whole separate episode. All right. There are two couples we've done this to so far. Yeah. Demon and Anita. And Tony. And, and... Tony and Art. <laughs> so Friday the 13th Part 5 yep. and Leprechaun 3. Mm-hmm. In both cases, those couples don't have anything separate from each other. For sure, Tony and Art don't. Demon and Anita slightly it's arguable, arguable but... but all he is doing is taking a shit. Yeah. And they both die together. They should have really had her go in there with him while he was taking his shit. <laughs> that would have been an interesting <laughs> choice. In the case of Maureen and Phil, they both have seen separate from each other, and then they also both die separate from each other. Well, he goes to the bathroom. Yes. So it's another bathroom thing. Is there a bathroom loophole here? No, there's not a bathroom <laughs> loophole. You're right. And she's not involved in that scene at all. Okay. Phil and Maureen are separate. Well, okay, let's go through, right? The okay. obvious, nobody, we can't lose anybody from one right now. Not right now, no. Fuck, I don't want to lose anybody else from any of these. I know. Well, okay, so the next one that popped, that stood out to me is, looking at part four, Olivia is so fucking hot and I love her, mm-hmm. but when you actually look at her role in the film, she doesn't do much at all. No, and this is sad because I kind of want to be like, cold open characters shouldn't, be ahead of main narrative characters, right? Yeah, but, but we get this... a lot of great cold open characters. Yeah. Know? But I'm saying, like, we cut Olivia before we cut Jenny. But Jenny gives us a lot more. That's we get a true, lot yeah. more about Jenny's personality and who she is. Mm-hmm. And I, I like her a lot more than Olivia. She's fun. She's mm-hmm. got a quirky, like, goofy yeah. side. She's a horror fanatic. Yeah. And Olivia doesn't really give us anything. Olivia, you're right. Okay, so Olivia's out. Okay. Sorry, Olivia. You're still a top drawer. You're just not top 10. I think we can actually get... So we've got three top drawers in Scream 5. Yeah. I'm fine getting rid of all of them except for Dewey. 
So you mean getting rid of the Hicks? Getting rid of the Hicks, yes. <laughs> the mother-son top drawer team. That's weird. <laughs> it's weird for me to... Yeah. Can I'm they be together? Can they share a spot? <laughs> no. And I, I'm totally fine with that. I, I don't think either of them... Yeah, I know. Wes wouldn't... was barely a top drawer, let's be honest. And so Judy was barely a top yeah. drawer. It was my... Yeah. I fought for her. Yeah. But I would feel weird putting either of them in the top 10. Yeah. Ahead of any of these other characters? Yeah, yeah. no. So we just have to get rid of two more people, and then we will have 10. <laughs> and then we have to rank. Yeah. Can we just say, in no particular order, nope. here's our top 10? Nope, we cannot. Oh, my God. So two more have to come off this list. I think it's Hallie. <laughs> and it's not her fault. Hallie's adorable. She's beautiful. She's amazing. But the movie doesn't know what to do with her and just like relegates her to the background. Yeah. Um, I'm torn because I don't want to cut her before... I just love that line. I can see fine stretched tightly across your face. She has some good lines. Yeah. But she really is just the friend character. She's just the friend character trying to get Sydney to come out of her shell. And she doesn't do anything. And you know what? I think I finally figured out what it is about Hallie and her treatment in this movie that bothers me. She what? doesn't get one of those little final girl moments that almost every other character yeah. in these movies get like all of the women in these movies most of them get these even fucking sarah darling gets one yep but hallie doesn't she doesn't even get to run or no like try and stop her death i mean the thing in the car where she has to get out of the car is cool and but it's not even her and, and thing it's like her following sydney it's her and Sydney's it's her being together. the best friend yeah it's such a shame it's it really such is. a misused character. It is a shame. So I say Hallie comes okay. off. Okay. Oh, sorry, Hallie. Bye, Hallie. And you're not going to like who I want as number 11. Don't you fucking dare. Who, who? do you think I was going to say? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, looked, I was like immediately, I was like, CC, it better not be CC. It's, oh, gonna, it's, it's Derek. You're fucking, cutting Derek. No, it's not okay. CC or <gasps> Derek. It's Kenny. Mm. The only nice person in the whole movie. Yeah, but how nice is he really? Because I mean, he is still Gail's cameraman. He's still working for Gail. Yeah, but he's the whole time he's trying to like, he wants Gail to be better. This is my whole thing about Kenny's. You can see that he like believes in Gail uh-huh. and wants her to be better, but is also like let down by her. I Yeah. I mean, that feels like it's part of a separate ranking. Oh, God. But you know what? Looking at this list, I'm like, well, we can't cut Hembry yet. No. I don't feel right cutting anybody else except... Kenny. Fuck, you're right. It's Kenny. Okay, so now we're in the top 10, and I feel like I know who's in space 10. It's Jenny It's Randall, Jenny. Right? Jenny's yeah. 10. As much can as we, I- can we, okay, can we, I'm sorry. I still am like feeling bad about Kenny. Okay. Can we have the number 10 spot be a tie, Kenny and Jenny? <laughs> can we do Kenny you know and Jenny? Sure. Can we do sure. it, Kenny and Jenny? Why not? Kenny and Jenny, Tenny? It's, it's our game, our rules. Number 10 is Kenny and Jenny. <laughs> Henny. All right. Tenny is Kenny and Jenny, Henny. Okay, 10 is a tie. I, uh, I respect that. Thank you. Okay, so I think next in spot number nine, I think that's where we put... Hembry? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Number nine, hey, it's a respectable spot for the fonts, yeah. you know? Because he's still kind of an asshole, and there are some yeah. things you don't like about the principal. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and he's yeah again. He's a principal. Mm-hmm. Please, you're lucky you're on the list. <laughs> the only other principal I'd put on a top ten list is 
Mary Warrenov in Rock and Roll High School Forever. That's it. That's it. Yep. I think Maureen and Phil come next. But I think I would put Phil under Maureen. I would put Phil at eight and Maureen at seven. I think Phil is eight. Okay. I think Maureen is higher. Really? Yeah. Who would you put under? It is Jada Pinkett, and it is the 1990s. <laughs> I mean, but also look at this. It's fucking, it's Drew Barrymore, and it's the 90s. It's <laughs> it's Jerry O'Connell, and it's the 90s. It's Sarah Michelle Geller, and it's, it's the 90s. It's Parker Posey, and it's the 90s. <laughs> it's it's fucking, everybody in the 90s, literally, <laughs> except for Dewey. It's Rose McGowan, and it's the Like, come on. Does Dewey go in seven? Does Dewey go underneath Marine? No, what is wrong with you? I mean, because by the time we get to him, he's done dirty, you know? This he's... is where I would be ready to put Cece or Derek. I would put Derek, Derek here. Derek, Derek. It's Derek. Derek is number seven. Look, it's uh, Jerry O'Connell. I love you, but you're eight. Yeah. It's just seven, right? Seven. Phil or is seven? eight. Phil is eight. Yeah, it's Omar Let's Epps. swap them. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, Derek, I'm, I'm... Derek eight, Phil, Phil seven. Because it's Omar Epps and it's the 1990s. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so then who's six? I think six is Marine, right? Six is Marine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Five is CC. Yes, absolutely. I think yeah. From here on out, the rest of them get obvious until the top two, and then we're probably gonna fight. Oh, it's gonna be a fight, huh? Yeah. Well, because who's who do you think is number four? Tatum. What? Oh God, we're already in the fight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, four's Tatum. You would put Tatum under Dewey and under. Fucking Jennifer Jolie. I got something for you. Okay. You're not going to like. Uh-huh. I put almost everyone under Dewey. Oh, God. Dewey's my number two. Now, now I'm going to fight Dewey all the way to the top. <laughs> Great. I I would have put Dewey at like six or seven. Really? Yeah. <sighs> okay, Dewey's four. Okay, I can agree I'm with okay that. I'm okay with Dewey four. Okay. All right. Then Tatum. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I can see that, yeah. Because then it's, I mean, then it's obvious. Then two is Jennifer Jolie and one is Casey. Casey Becker, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Drew Barrymore, I mean, number one. Come Casey on. was always going to be She was one. always going to be number one. There was no doubt about that. I didn't think Jennifer would get as high as she did, but I can't stop loving Jennifer Jolie. Maybe she just stands out because the rest of the movie has so many problems. Right. And the rest of the cast is so forgettable yeah. in a lot of ways. It's either that or she just puts that movie on her back and she just fucking walks it across the goal line. And that alone deserves her second place. I mean, yeah, exactly. She carries that movie. Yeah. She's incredible in that movie. Again, we said this when we talked about her previously. People have done horrible things for her. <laughs> yes. Like, people have committed crimes for this woman. For sure. You don't put that below number two. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird precedent to set, but yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that is our Hot or Not Alive scream. Should we continue this scream-a-thon? I don't know. Are you done? I'm kind of done. You want to stop? Yeah, I don't know how I feel. I'm like, um, I don't, I don't know. You're the type that throws a party that is like a rager all-nighter, and then at like 11 p.m., you're like, okay, I'm tired. Everybody go home. Everybody get the fuck out. (laughs) No, party's this over. Par- no, this is a party, and you don't get to kick everybody out of our house. That's what up- that upset me in Scream Five too. Yeah, what the, the like, fuck was that stupid shit? It was. The- it's like we need to find an inhaler. Everybody, get out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like we've seen everybody leave a party before in these movies. You know what we haven't seen? An entire party full of kids getting killed. Yeah, how a interesting. Massacre. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Whatever. It, that was so dumb. Yeah. 
Okay. So moving on with our Screamathon, next we finally get to rank all the killers. Yeah. So let's rank all the killers, Andy. Should we? Yeah, let's do it. Let's mm. who are your favorite and least favorite of the killers? Who's the best killer? Who's the worst killer? I mean, my number one. You want to start at the top? All right. Number uh, one. And I well, I it's difficult metric wise here, you know, because I my favorite of the killers is easily Stumacher. Really? I I would have put money on you picking Debbie, Debbie Salt. Salt. Yeah, it's, look, you know what? It's it's like two and four. <laughs> Stu and Debbie, I think, trade places for me yeah. sometimes. They both are the most fun. Yes, yes. If I were to be planning a series of murders, I feel like Debbie Salt's the one I'd want to do that with. Yeah, she's the more... She's the more put together of them. Yeah. She's very calculated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, she might be a little bossy. Oh, she's for sure bossy. Because the whole thing is that Mickey is, you know, the dumb hot guy. He's the himbo here. Yep. And Debbie's just kind of pulling his strings. I don't like having my strings pulled, you know? Yeah, and honestly, she wouldn't work with you if if you were trying to have any... Yeah, like control in the situation. I want to be clear. I don't mind, you know, assertive, commanding, driven women. Right. Obviously, that's that's a type for me. Even, but this is something else. Like this is like I I am not a I'm not Mickey. You know what I mean? For one, I love the Ewoks. Yeah. What a weird fucking thing to take a stand on. (laughs) Right. For two. I just, I don't, I, I I might need to work with Stu as opposed to Debbie now that I think about it. Like, okay. Debbie's more, but she's like maybe a little too in charge. Like, I feel like I would upset her, and I would be too worried about, like, earning her approval and impressing her that I, it would just be pressure, and I don't work well under that kind of pressure, and I feel like she wouldn't take that well. Well, and also, I mean, if we're talking about partnerships here, Two pe- two of the killers, only two of this list of nine killers, have killed their partner, and Debbie's one of them. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Yeah. yeah. But we're not talking about partnership. We're just talking about our favorite killers. Yeah. Um, but still, Debbie's a little much. She's, a t- she's intense. She has a goal in mind, and she is going to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. I do fucking love how in that movie she's always just kind of like lurking. In the background, especially yeah. in Gail's scene. She's always just kind of like hovering. Well, I love she even gets a moment as Debbie Salt where she gets to tell Gail off. Yeah. Where she gets to make Gail look bad. And it's kind of fun because it's like an empty victory, really, because she's not that character. That's not, she's Debbie Loomis. She's, but she still, it's like she takes joy in that little side quest, you mm-hmm. know? And I do love that about her. I love all of her stuff with Gail. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. And. <laughs> Just Lori Metcalf. Yeah. You know. Also, as far as killer motivations, and we're gonna get to this with some of the other killers, she's she's hers might be my favorite, especially in present I should clarify, in presentation yeah. of motivation. Yeah. Well, it's classic slasher. Yeah. And I think, you know and what? She presents it as that. That's it. That's what edges it out for me. Is that she's a, she presents it as that and it's earnest and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel unearned. The performance is great in that regard that that reveal is handled well Mm -hmm. and it's yeah it's just classic slasher shit so yeah i got debbie salt is my number one then yeah 
I talked you into it. You did. You did. So then Stu is your number two. Stu's my number two because, I mean, come on. Well, and you know what? I'm just going to come out and say this. So I was thinking earlier, one of my biggest problems with the motivations and the reveal behind the new Scream 5 killers is that they don't sell it. Yeah. Because they don't have any kind of, you know, a lot of these killers will have real world ties to why they're doing this, things that have happened to mm-hmm. them that they're trying to make up for, such as Debbie Salt is having revenge for her yeah. son being killed. Whereas there are also those killers that are just in this for the kind of film angle of it, the film psycho angle mm-hmm. of it. And Stu sells the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. believe that this character would get involved with this, even well, though he has no personal emotional stakes in it. He, yeah, and I... I don't know what the consensus in the fan community is on this. I will never stop reading this as Stu is in love with Billy. I think that's pretty much a consensus thing. Okay. Yeah. It's, I just, that's, that's what it is to me is the like, this guy I love wants me to do this thing and I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know? I mean, and he's also unhinged. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he's not healthy. Right, but in a really interesting way. It's not in the Billy or Mickey way. No. It's in a way more fun way. Yeah. (laughs) You know. But something I really love about Billy and Mickey and Stu and Jill. Yeah. Is, you know, they they sell their their derangement. Is that what you would say? They sell their insanity. Yeah. They sell their unhinged aspect. yeah, yeah, Yeah. The new killers do not sell it. At all. No. I don't believe that they are disconnected from reality enough to want to make this happen. It's it, it's one of those things where it, it feels like they, you know, they made the killers all about theme. And they're so they're trying to, like, invert this idea that the killer's always related. The killer's always got a personal stake, right. you know. And they're also in this, they're using that as an excuse to kind of point a finger at toxic fandom. Mm-hmm. But... That's the that's the thing you do in the movie where you kill Dewey heartlessly. Yeah. You know. Or kill all three. Or kill all three or or you know it, they're trying to make a point but also make you care and you know in this movie and the scream movies again I they're always weird in this way. Right. It's also though it's something you do with one of the killers. Yeah, you know, not both. <sighs> I, I appreciate what they think they're doing with it, but you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't really work. Right. You, you'd have to make them more characters. Yeah. Like Richie kind of works because, and it's a bummer. And he even says that, right? When he's like, it's a bummer that it's me, right? You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it is a bummer. Yeah. Cause I decided because it was you. Name you it doesn't make it less of a yeah. bummer. I decided it was you a long time ago, like half a movie ago. I figured out it was you. And then when you got shot, I was like, oh, well, now I like you. Mm-hmm. And I don't want Sydney to be right for shooting you because that's fucked up. Yeah, well. I do love when Sam when Sam calls that out, when Samantha calls that out with her and Gail, when she's like, what, you want me to help you and the morning news host commit murder? <laughs> that might be my favorite line from that movie. Yeah. It, it's so good. But... It kind of works with Richie, but yeah, the you, you, their their relationship you'd have to see more of, which would be a problem because it would give it away. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. Mm. Well, and and Amber's just kind of a nothing character. Amber's, completely. yeah, like again, she's another one where you're like, 
she's such a fucking red herring that when you find out it's her, you're disappointed. Right. Well, and she, I mean, she has almost zero character development and beyond being a suspect. Right. Like beyond being the one that's creepily invested in this other girl. And then when they reveal that it has nothing to do with her relationship with Tara, then it's like, well, why the fuck did you spend all that time with that? Like, it's and they have like almost the same motivations as Jill and Charlie in part four, but yeah, like you said, it works in four. Well, and well, my point was what I was getting at was okay. Instead of having a character that has a connection Mm -hmm. and then a character that doesn't, that just being kind of brought along on this you have two characters that are disconnected from the events that are just kind of choosing to do this. Whereas like with Stu, this was my point with Stu, with Mickey, with Jill, you get enough in their performance that lets you believe that those people are capable of that, that they are capable of getting to this point, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't believe that with Amber and Richie. They just don't give me enough once the reveal happens to be like, okay, sure. I get it. Yeah. Because Richie's also hiding the whole movie that he's even seen the movies. So you don't see anything about his fandom until the end. But even then, I mean, a big piece is like the writing and performance. Like it's just, yeah. and this is what, what I'm getting at is why Stu deserves number two is that the, like, he is just so perfectly unhinged, Yeah, you know, <laughs> that you're like, yeah, yeah, I get how you being in love with a psycho would totally lead you down this road. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You buy it and there's heart in it. Yeah. And there's a part of you that feels for him. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you are kind of a little sad when he dies. Yeah. If they did, if they were to bring any of these killers back somehow, mm-hmm. I mean, they did bring Billy back, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> there's, again, it's such another, there's another thing with the Billy Loomis stuff in Scream 5 where it's like, there's a really interesting way to do this. Yeah. And you didn't do the well, interesting thing. Because it, it ultimately was meaningless. It's mean, yeah, it's meaningless. If they were to bring any of these killers back, Stu's the one that, number one, that I want back. Yeah. Like that I want, I would love to see where he's at now. I mean, I still, and this is why I put Debbie Salt at one. I still would, you know, want to see more of Debbie yeah. Salt than I would have Stu, but Stu is a very close number two. You know who else I would love for them to bring back? Who? And I, I, I don't, I think I'm the only one that wants this. Roman. I would rather him come back than any of the other killers aside from Stu and Debbie. That's an interesting choice. I think it's mostly because I feel like it, it wasn't handled as well as it could have been. Agreed. Yeah. And I think Scott Foley did a really good job with his reveal scene. Yeah. I really, yes. I like yes. his performance in that. I think the problem is honestly that everything leading up to that, he was, they were trying to undermine him mm-hmm. so much as a character. Mm-hmm. They were trying to just downplay his character so much. And they even have the like false red herring that gets proven wrong. Mm-hmm. you know, thing with him so that like every, everything leading up to Roman being the killer, you kind of forget Roman even exists. Yeah. You know, and that's not any fault of Scott Foley, but I do agree. Like once he's revealed as he's the killer, he's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I honestly, it's one of the interchanges between Sydney and a killer that I truly love. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that doesn't make me question Sydney. Like I kind of like the play. Off <laughs> yeah. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also, again, his whole thing. It's a classic slasher thing. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting premise. His whole, the whole backstory with him and Sydney's mom being an actor in these horror pictures. It's like, that's compelling stuff. Like that's a movie you'd watch. You'd watch a movie about that. Yeah. So just by virtue of that, it's already got uh, some help there. But yeah, it's it's like it's like wow, he's a brother, and eh, okay, it doesn't feel like they do enough with it. 
Agreed. Ultimately. And I like that it's like they're they're inverting the expectation of there being two killers. You know, yeah. which the series does not do again, which is another frustrating thing to me. Yeah. Like, I'd love to see another one-killer movie or a three-killer movie. Or I a- was expecting a three-killer. I was really expecting three killers this time. I mean, and, and honestly, part of part three is that it kind of retroactively makes part one a three-killer yeah, movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. So, but still, as much as I, I like Roman as a killer, I really do. Yeah. I don't think he ranks as third. No, 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 no. Because we have Scream 4. Yeah, and Jill. Jill. I fucking love Jill. I hate Jill, and <laughs> therefore I love Jill. Well, yeah, exactly. Can I just say, that scene where she is staging after she thinks she kills yes. Sydney? Yes, yes, yes. Staging the crime scene? I yes. fucking love it. Yeah. I love it so much. It might be my favorite part of that movie. Because yeah. it's, it, it, I mean, it's Jill getting a chance to be herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's funny, but it's that's the thing is that she's the final girl. Yeah. Who's also the killer. Right. Which is, this is not the first time that's been done, but it's done so well. So and that interestingly. when, when, and interestingly. And so when you see her doing that staging and it does feel like it's pulling you in two different directions. Mm-hmm. And that's when these movies, sometimes, when they really work. Yeah. Because they're, it's, you are seeing that oh, if this was the final girl, you'd lo- it's like watching Nancy set up the house in Nightmare on Elm Street. But yep. it's if Freddy Krueger was actually doing that. Right. It's so fucking interesting. It's so interesting. Yeah. And, and she, and Emma, Emma Roberts, Roberts is fucking sells amazing. the hell out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually, I don't, I don't think I gave her enough credit until, you know, recently with this most recent watch through mm-hmm. for not just selling that when she's revealed as the killer, but the stuff before it too. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You like her. Yeah. Which, I mean, Emma Roberts is kind of known for giving these sort of diva, you know, bitchy performances yeah. in the, in the, th- that type of role. So for her to kind of do both. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I, w- yeah, I would put her at Number three. Number three is Jill. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then I feel like four, I feel like it's Billy. Really? I I'm want, shocked. I want it to be Roman, but... Yeah, because you know I don't like Billy. Yeah. I, I, point of fact, I kind of hate Billy. You know what I realized recently watching yeah. Scream again? about Something about Billy? I think he's really bad in bed. Of course he is. Especially because after he has sex with Sydney, the first thing she does is try to accuse him of being the killer again. <laughs> and that is like, and there's this awkward moment when her back is to him. You can tell like she, she just has this look of disappointment on her face. <laughs> And it's almost like she's doing that to mask the fact that she had just had the worst, like that was her losing her virginity. And she's like, wow, that fucking sucked. Maybe you're the killer. <laughs> <laughs> I, here's the thing though. I kind of want to put Mickey above Billy. Really? Yeah. God, I hate them both so much. Yeah. I, but- I, I will say just on merits of if we're, if this were a hot or not alive, I'd put Timothy Oliphant in top drawer a lot quicker than I'd put Skeet Ulrich in top drawer. Okay. So by that criteria alone, I hate when he says he hates the Ewoks. I love the Ewoks. The Ewoks, they blow. No, you blow. <laughs> Mickey. What kind of name is Mickey? That's, I, that's not fair. I know some really good people named Mickey. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I just, I don't know. I just like him. I mean, it's Timothy Oliphant. 
I just think he's cute. He is. He has some great sweaters. <sighs> he is. And his whole thing about like, no, I'm going to go on trial. Like, mm-hmm. it's fun. Yeah, and I did appreciate that's the, I think the only time in the Scream franchise when the killer wants to get caught. Yeah. And not try to fake it or make somebody else look like the killer. Yeah. But I also, I mean, I also think Billy, I like Billy Loomis. I think Billy is hot. So I'll pass it to you. I don't, honestly, I don't even know. I think we have a top three and then the rest, it's like whatever. And the rest is who fucking cares. Yeah. I mean, because I, I still, and I could I could argue for Roman being in, in four. Why, why don't we just put Roman in four? We both like Roman. Yeah? Yeah. I just feel like everyone's going to hate us Who for cares what everybody else thinks? This is our podcast. You're right. I'm done. I'm done being held prisoner by the anticipated standards of other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, this is a, still a me thing. That's something I need to get over. <laughs> this isn't about anyone else. Listener, this isn't about you. I'm so sorry if I somehow made you complicit in this. But no, I... Roman, number yeah, four. It's fuck fucking it. Roman. Scream three, who cares? Yeah. And Roman's hot. Yeah. And he's fun. Yeah. And Yeah, he's not really fun. I mean, he's I mean, fun when he fun reveals. Fun is a killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so then between Billy and Mickey? Mickey. Yeah? Yeah. You're giving me Mickey. I'm giving you Mickey. You okay. know what? Fuck it. Put Mickey at f- at four. No, Mickey's five. Okay. Roman Roman beats Mickey. So then Billy's six. No. Charlie is six. Really? I, the no, thing about- Billy. It would be weird to not have to have Charlie ahead of Billy, right? I mean, it's yeah. weird to have Roman ahead of Billy, honestly. Yeah, but I I believe in Roman being ahead of Billy. I don't believe in Charlie being ahead of Billy. Yeah. My thing about Charlie is this: I actually like him. I like his motivations, but it's the I- subdued kind of neutered version of stew yeah it's stew without the craziness he's a lot yeah he's a lot more restrained he's a lot more down to earth a lot more even when i think it's kind of the reverse in a way in the sense that you know with stew he's following billy billy to the ends of the earth yeah with charlie jill definitely seduced him into this oh yeah 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 and there's this whole thing where Charlie's upset when he when he stabs Kirby. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, well, f- I can't turn back now. Like, if only you had fucking noticed me before. Right, and it, I mean that line implies that he's like he might not have killed people. Yeah, if Kirby he might had not have killed. Flirted with him. Now, sooner. this is not to say it's Kirby's fault. No, it is not. We're not victim blaming here, but just to say that he was. He was drawn into this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which, Jill, Jill pushed his buttons and pulled his strings. Well, Jill's 100%. a master manipulator. Yeah. Which sucks because it lowers him on the list only because it means that he's just less psychotic than the rest of them in a fun way. But I like that he's sort of, I really like he's like if Randy wasn't awful. (laughs) Because like if you didn't hate Randy, like if you wanted, if you genuinely loved Randy, that's Charlie. And then he turns out to be, like it's great. I love it. And that's, that's, uh, that subdued thing about him is I think why he stands out to me here and why i like him so much fair do you want to put him above billy absolutely i want to put him. you above just billy. talked me into it yeah yeah okay i mean the thing is is that part of my draw to billy is it's tapping into that teenage bad boy yeah yeah you know self-destructive instinct mm-hmm. where like when i first saw this i was like he is my one <laughs> I want I yeah. want to marry a Billy, but I've grown. Then enough you grow up, yeah, exactly, know that and you know that I don't want that. You know, Billies don't take you to a good place, no, ever. You know, and he super sucks, and he sucks even before you know he's a killer. Mm-hmm. He is a yeah, terrible. Yeah, person. You know, I mean, his first scene, his first scene. I'm like, fuck this guy. What a dick. What a piece of shit. What a scumbag. Yeah. 
Yeah, he sucks. I don't care how hot he is. So Billy's at seven. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it would be funny for me to try to fight to put Billy dead last, <laughs> considering like what a legacy character he is, really. Right. But I can't in good conscience even pretend to argue that he belongs below Amber and Richie. No. So he's seven. Yeah. And then the two of them, I mean, who cares? I mean, Richie's eight, because it's Jack Quaid. Oh, that's your argument? Yeah. Is it because it's Jack Quaid he deserves you know, he, eight? There is something special about taking a character that you start to root for. Again, it's the sen- he's the sensitive boyfriend like Wes is, right. but it turns out he's the killer. And that there's so much truth in that line of like, it's a bummer, it's me, right? Like, yes. And I just love that about it. like I that's the thing I like about Richie. Okay. I think Richie and Jack Quaid's portrayal of Richie could have been a really great killer. Could have been like towards the top if it was just a little better handled. And if there were some real stakes to it. Yeah, and I think Amber needed more of a connection than just living in Stu's house. I mean, house. Amber's nine. She's dead Yeah, last. well, Amber, like, who? Yeah, exactly, who? Fucking Amber. The perf- her performance is fine. It's just well, like, there's mean, nothing to that character beyond, yeah. like, I'm obsessed with Tara. Well, I'm actually not. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm the age-inappropriate girlfriend for this, you know, Reddit chud. <laughs> so... Those are our killer rankings. So now we can move on to not my final girl, yeah. semi final girl. Yeah. Something we've wanted to talk about this whole time. Yeah. That Sydney is not our final girl. Sydney has never been my final girl. I would say she was my final girl in the first movie. My thing about her in the first movie. Okay, sure. Yeah. All right. She's our final girl in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Obvi- I mean, there, there's no other way to go. Yeah, you know what you can't. I I, there's a part of me that does think it would be infinitely more interesting if Tatum had been the final girl. Yeah, because even in 1996, we're working with tropes that have been established for like around 15 years. Yeah, so doing the thing where the final girl gets killed would have been interesting Mm -hmm. then. So there's a part of me that's like, ah, Tatum should be the final girl in this film. I mean, that'd be interesting, but I don't hate, I don't dislike the choice for Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's, yeah, it's the obvious choice. And if you're going to be doing, again, classic slasher stuff, you might as well do the classic slasher stuff. Problem with Sydney after part one, and even towards the end of part one, is that she becomes (laughs) hyper final girl. She becomes addicted to being a final girl. Yes, exactly. She wants to kill people. And this (laughs) is her excuse to do it. Yeah. I think she gets excited when she finds out more murders are happening because it means she gets to commit murder again. Yeah. yeah. But that aggressive final girl stance that she takes after the first one, I mean, and at the end of the first one, really, is just, it's it's too much the point of parody. It's beyond commentary to the point that she becomes unlikable. Yeah, I mean, I again, I don't love her in the first movie. I do. I like her. I just don't like when she's like, you know, I don't watch that shit about horror movies. And well, it's like, of course you, you don't like that. You fucking little princess. <laughs> she is a princess. Yeah. But it's just like immediately from the second on, she has this sense of like, she knows everything. She knows what's best. Mm-hmm. She knows what's going to happen next and how to deal with this. Yeah, it's it sucks that she's never wrong. I mean, aside from <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Right. Which is, I, I still think that's an interesting beat in Scream too. Agreed. I really like that moment. I, you're right. She's always right. 
even when she's wrong, even when she's doing something in the movie, like Scream 5, where she's fucking firing a weapon, she's firing a yeah, gun into just closed doors. blindly into closed doors, I, knowing that there are more survivors in the house hiding other than the killer. Well, also, how do we know, how does she know everyone left the party? This is a party with teenagers. Yeah, right? Drinking, and there's closed doors. This is the ballsy thing you do, is you have her fire that gun into one of those doors, and it turns out there's a couple fucking, and or making out in there. Right. And she hits one of them and they die. Yeah. And now you're going to fucking prison, Sydney. Right. What do you think of that shit? Yeah. And, and it really bothers me. Like, I loved the moment where she actually shoots Richie <laughs> and he calls her out yeah. on it. But then the fact that he turns out to be the killer really bothers me yeah. because it means she's never going to get called out on her fucking shit. I mean, she's right. Yeah. That's, that happens numerous times in all of the movies, right. I think, where she does something where people are like, are you sure? And she does it. And it's like, well, I guess you're right then. But it was totally a it's shot totally in the dark. the wrong thing to do most of the time. Right. But she's so fucking sure of herself mm-hmm. all the time. And she's a murderer. She murders people. <laughs> she does murder people. Like, in the first one, you can kind of sure, just yeah. because, like, he is coming back to attack them, maybe. Yeah. Nobody who has a quip ready to go for when they take a human life is not. You also know, psychotic. At least somewhat into the idea of intentionally, deliberately taking human life. Right. Which adds Gail to this list, too. Even in the first movie, she's got quips ready to go. Yeah, already. Before yeah. she's been through all this shit, you know? Which is, okay, we're holding women to a different standard, I guess. <laughs> I don't really like quips in a lot of action movies either, but... But yeah, I mean, there is something special about Sydney thinking that she can just keep doing this over and over again. Yeah. And and be this, so infallible about it. The line where they're like, "Are you? Do you have a gun?" I'm Sydney fucking Prescott. Of course I have a gun. And it's just like, be, well, I mean, I'm gonna take the read on that that it's because she's a psycho. Yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of guns. I've, I mean, I've killed. Ask a me lot where of I was on January sixth. I dare you. <laughs> Sydney's an anti-vaxer. Sydney's committed so much murder that of of course she has a gun. I mean, she's used one in every film. Yeah, <laughs> she has killed multiple people with guns. And I, I mean, like, think about Debbie Salt, right? She shoots her in the forehead when she's either dead or unconscious. Mm-hmm. Like, Debbie Salt doesn't move. Yeah. She just gets shot in the forehead. She gets executed. <laughs> Sydney executes Debbie Salt. Yeah. Sydney's not okay. Mm-mm. And we should not be rooting for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I, yeah. The first movie, she's, she's fine. She's our final girl. There's no other choice, really. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the second movie on, it starts to get like, and all of the drama about her trauma, and it's like, I get it. We've been through rough shit. That's not your only personality trait, is it? I hope not. I mean, as far as we know, it is. <laughs> like, we know nothing about her other than. Hi, that my she's... name's Sydney. My mom died. Uh, my boyfriend's a murderer. I killed my other boyfriend, and like, my brother tried to kill me. My mom uh, has slept with a lot of people. Apparently, I'm going to slut shame my mom a bunch. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my whole thing. I cannot tell you what my favorite book is. <laughs> I think her favorite book is her own book. really listen to out of music. Darkness. Yeah, Out of Darkness. <laughs> oh, my God. Also, yeah, she hired Allison Bree's character. What's her name? Rebecca. Rebecca. She hired Rebecca? Yeah. You knew. Right. You knew she was a problem. She and she doesn't fire her when she said, "I threatened to kill the bookstore owner's cat." She doesn't fire her right there on the spot. Right. It's because she relates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the biggest things that these movies suffer from is that they should have gotten rid of Sydney early. Yeah, 
Like every three at the latest. Every movie, I'm like, ah, can this be the one where we don't have to deal with her anymore? Yeah, and we keep having to fucking deal with her. Yeah. I would rather Sydney die than Gail. Gosh, yeah, you know, it would be more interesting. Yeah, because again, Gail's a fallible character. Right. That's always going to be more interesting to watch. That's the problem with Sydney. She's a fucking. She's an action hero. Yeah. She's, yeah, she really is. She's an action hero who never makes mistakes. Okay, so kind of boring to watch. Super boring to watch. Yeah. Okay, so we don't like Sydney. <laughs> yeah, so you've already said the first one, Tatum. I'd rather, yeah. From the second on, let's. Who would you rather be, the final girl? Well, in the second one, it's it's hard to say. I mean, my my bias choice is because I love Sarah Michelle Gellar as Cece. Yeah. Because and again, because she's the character we don't know anything about. I always love the thing where you like, you kill off our protagonist, and then we follow another character that's like, we didn't think was important. You know, mm-hmm. there's something about that that I that I love. I I think Cece would be an interesting choice. I like Cece. I I think I would have also liked if Marine had survived the opening. <laughs> yes. Because one thing, one thing, I no think is, movie is not going to benefit from more Jada Pinkett, right? Yeah, and she's already proven herself at this point of being a fantastic final girl in yeah. Demon Knight. Oh yeah, I think one thing I love about the new movie Scream Five it, is the idea of the the cold open, yeah. the person surviving. Yeah, yeah, and I think that would have been interesting in Scream Two if Marina survived and became the final girl. Yeah, I agree. I agree that would be interesting. I'd also like Hallie. I'd like Hallie if we knew who the fuck Hallie was. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's when you find out who she is. Yeah. You know, if you kill off Sydney in that car scene and then boom, Hallie's our, our, our you know, the person that has to, to fix shit now. Uh, of course, you know, the stakes are a little lower because she didn't know these people now. Right. Uh, of course, then the reveal would probably have to be that it's somebody else, you know, that it's somebody from her past and not Sydney's past, which got how interesting would that be? Right. You know? Yeah, if it you was disconnected from completely Sydney. Completely disconnected from Sydney and you just bring in an entirely different, you know? That's how you that's the baton passing thing that they were trying to do in Scream Five. Yeah, that they didn't it didn't really do. I would also even take Derek. Give yeah. me a final boy. Mm-hmm. You know? Derek would be a What's fantastic nightmare to this boy. shit? I, yeah, I agree. You know, you kill Sydney and then Jerry O'Connell has to fucking fight Ghostface shirtless. <laughs> I, I would I would pay to see that. Yeah. Yeah, a fist fight between Jerry and Timothy Oliphant. Shirt, both of them shirt. Both of them shirt. Mickey just takes Pantsless. his shirt why, off. Why no stop reason. at the shirt? Look, they can just get naked. <laughs> yeah. Some Greek wrestling. <laughs> yeah, oil put, them up. Put some oil on them. Yeah. <laughs> now we're making a different film. I mean, it's still one I'd watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I'll pay for that. Yeah. Uh, it would still probably be my favorite sequel. <laughs> <laughs> so I just realized something. What did you realize? With three... I was yeah. thinking that there is no semifinal girl, but here's what I think should have happened. I think there shouldn't have been a Sydney in it at all. Cause they paint this picture of her being disconnected and, and Roman is trying to find her yeah. and he's trying to like hurt people until he finds her. So I think it should have just been Jennifer and Gail you the give, whole time. Yeah. Give, no Sydney at all. Give me Jennifer and Gail as the semifinal girls. As the final girls, as the protagonists of that film, as mm-hmm. the team you know, and and all of that final shit where they unmask him, Sydney's still not there. It's just the two of them still. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd also be interesting. Again, it's a completely different movie at this point, but there is something to be said for if you 
if Angelina had been the final girl there because she's playing the final girl in the stab movie. That would have been really interesting. Yeah, you know, do, you could have done something with that. Of course, you'd have to make the character more. And even without Sydney dead, just not having her in the picture at all. Like, she didn't have to be a part of this. Yeah. And that would have been yeah. fascinating. Yeah, it really would have been interesting. Yeah. Even just to have her have one scene where she's, like, off at her cabin. Honestly, know? any <laughs> any character in this movie would have been a better final. Give me Cotton's girlfriend. Yeah. Christina. Have her, Christina, she's the final girl now. Sure, why not? <laughs> she's, Sarah Darling. Yeah, Sarah Darling. Sure, why not? Why not just Cotton? Cotton's yeah. the final why, girl. Why not? Sydney dies and everyone else survives. Yeah. <laughs> There's not even a ghost face. Sydney Sydney dies in a plane crash. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Scream 3. They make a stab movie and everyone's fine. So then in 4, sorry. It's obvious. It's Kirby. Kirby. Come on. Which as much as I'm glad to know that she's still alive, it still makes me mad that we don't get to find that out till Scream 5, you know? Yeah. That like I wish she just survived Scream 4, yeah. you know, knowingly. Because we all wanted her to be the final girl. Yeah, well, I don't think that they knew that, right? I don't know. Because I feel like a lot... I feel like Scream fandom. Mm-hmm. And it's a fandom... It's 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 interesting because it's one of the horror fandoms that I'm a little disconnected from. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's an age thing or what. Uh, I think it's a number of things. I think that Scream fandom tends to be outside the sphere of horror fandom. Yeah. It's the biggest thing. Yeah, that might be, that might be a, a, the thing. But... It's for whatever reason. I'm a little disconnected from it. So, but I, 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 I do gather that like people love Sydney. Yeah, people. You know, do. she is a fan favorite character. I'm not one of them. No. I like every every like we as we've as we've made it very clear every movie. I'm like I don't. I'm done with Sydney. I don't. We don't need her anymore. I used to. She used to be my fan favorite. Mm-hmm. But the more I watch her, the more I'm like, no, no to you. Yeah. She doesn't have anything going on on her own. Like, yeah. And she keeps killing people. <laughs> so I don't know if if I can say like this is Kirby's the one we wanted to be the final girl. It's the one I wanted to be the final girl. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, and, I, fandom has definitely for sure Kirby is a they fan love favorite. Kirby. Yeah, yeah, everybody loves Kirby. Okay. And also, I will say that according to at least the DVD commentary, apparently on Scream Four, that Wes Craven he said that yeah, she might said not she be survived. dead. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah he would have brought her back. Well, then it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I think I more mean that I wish the film had treated her like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. instead of well, like an aside. But the th- but I don't mind that she dies in that movie because again because it hurts. Yeah, true. She's, it hurts. she's the character that that movie kills. Where you're like, fuck. Yeah. You know, and there there's a, a number of other deaths that kind of hit you a little bit emotionally, but Kirby's is the one where you're like, it feels unfair. Yeah, agreed. And Scream Five doesn't do any of that. No, but I still think there are a number of characters in there that. But here's the thing: all of my semifinal girls for Scream Five survive. Yeah. Samantha survives. So they all are kind of. Final Mindy girls. survives. Tara survives. I just Martha they... Meeks survives. <laughs> they just needed to kill Sydney and Gail. That's yeah. what they needed to do. We need to be done with the Weathers Prescott. Weathers, story. the Weathers Prescott affair has ended. Ugh. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, our screamathon is winding down. Oh, is it? Yeah. Are you sure? I, I feel like it is. You feel like we've talked about scream enough. I mean, I never want to stop talking about scream. <laughs> I, I don't think I talk about scream. Anymore. I don't think I want to talk about scream anymore. I want to talk about scream for the rest of my life. Ever. 
Unless you Venmo me $35. Oh, okay. Here we are again. So when Scream 6 comes out next year. I mean, I'll see it. We're not obviously. Talk about it, though. No, never. <laughs> I hope they do better. Yeah. Me too. This is where they can kill Sydney and Gail. Please, just kill just Sydney. Kill them off. Now I feel bad being like, I want I want Sydney to die. I, I feel like I'm you Sydney. You feel bad I feel about like that. I'm Sydney now. <laughs> You're going to execute Sydney? Well, I think we can just call it then. Yeah. Just be done. We yeah. Can, we can shoot Scream in the head to make sure it's dead. <laughs> yeah. It's not dead. It keeps it's not coming, coming back. back. It's, it's not dead. It's coming back again. They're doing, yeah, they're doing Scream 6. What are they going to call it? Scream 2? 2? Scream 2 Part 2? Yeah. Scream Kills? Scream Scream Louder? Oh, wow. You know, hey. All right. I'm just done with legacy sequels, I think. Yeah. I don't care anymore. I thought I wanted legacy sequels. Back in like... We wanted legacy sequels when they were doing remakes. Yeah, exactly. We were ahead of the curve, I think is what it was. Like, yeah. I wanted legacy sequels back in the mid-2000s. Back in the early 2000s, yeah, that, Well, that was the time to do these legacy yeah. sequels. Now that, you know, we're here, I don't want legacy sequels. I want remakes. I w- either want remakes or I want new stuff. Mm-hmm. Or I want sequels. I want, like, direct sequels, spinoffs. I want sequels to the Friday the 13th movies. You know what I mean? To, like, all the Friday the 13th sequels. I want a sequel to Halloween 3. I want a sequel to Friday the 13th Part 5 that follows those characters again. Yeah. Like, I don't... I'm done with legacy sequels for big properties. I don't... It's done. The story's done. Mm-hmm. Let it let it go. It might be a few years. Yeah. Or do something new. I just want new stuff. Yeah. And not new stuff that sucks. That's, that's what we've had enough of, my friends. Bad new stuff? Uh-uh. Pass. Good new stuff? Yes, please. More good news stuff. All right, good news stuff. So, I mean, come on. It's that simple, right? Yeah. Can we get some more good news stuff? That's all we need, good news stuff. I think we can wrap this up. Our okay. Sc- our screamathon is over, All Andy. right. It's done. So, until next time, you want me to help you and the host of a morning show commit murder? <laughs> can I say, I hate that her name is Sam Carpenter. Yeah. Ugh, give me a break. <laughs> You're not going to find any other quotes. I'm not going to find a quote I like, that's for sure. Oh, wait. No, because if I say anything Richie said, it's just going to sound like I mean it, and I do. Okay. What do you got? Nobody takes the true fans seriously. Not really. They just laugh at us. And why? Because we love something? We're just a fucking joke to them. How can fandom be toxic? It's about love. You don't fucking understand. These movies are important to people. And I feel like I say that. It sounds like, oh, I'm actually saying that. Yeah. But I kind of am. Is Richie right? No. You sure? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't care, actually. All right. You know what? I don't even have anything to say. I don't care. I'm so sorry. It's okay. So I guess on that note, bye. Good luck. T-T-F-N. Bye. Good luck.